Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, good afternoon. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Harry Alexander and Bunker de France here well, on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And on the horn with us is uh, Todd Roberts. He is uh, in Los Angeles. We're on. Lo- Gentlemen, yes, so good to be with you. Yes, we're on location at the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. What some one hundred and so odd films were uh, in the area yeah. in the, made in this area, not necessarily directly on the ranch, yeah. but uh, on ranch property. Well, you know, Harry, I was just thinking. You know, here we are. We're out there where there were cowboys. Yeah. Todd is out there. Where there are lawyers, this is true. So this this is kind of awkward. But he do, he watches cowboy shows. He doesn't That's watch right. shows That's about right. lawyers. Yeah. I know this because I are you? I stayed there. <laughs> yeah, what? Bunker, are you trying to get me back for our our pre-show conversation? <laughs> yes, I am. As a matter of fact, how did you? How did you? Are you trying to get me back? Oh, for a lot of things. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, so, I, you I know, forget uh, nothing. Bunker. Bunker, you know, um, every even a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I hope there's no blind squirrels in your neighborhood. Well, here comes a blind bird. <laughs> he was, yeah, we just had a visitor fly through the set here. We're sitting on the outside uh, of, uh, on the patio, um, just by the bar. By the bar, yeah, <laughs> imagine, not too far. Uh, imagine that, Todd. I was thinking of you when I chose this spot. Um, and we have a beautiful... Well, thank you, Harry. At least I'm with you in spirit. Yes, you are. In spirits. In spirits. And I will be having some spirits uh, and have some after for you the after show, the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we have a gorgeous, gorgeous view of uh, the area here, the, the mountains, uh, the backdrop of the mountains. Uh, the backside of the Tucson Mountains uh, with Rattlesnake Pass just a little bit to yeah. our uh, southeast here. It is. Now, Harry can see it directly. I'm looking at it in a reflection of the glass behind him. He, he positioned me in such a way that I can't be too distracted. But I'll tell you, even a reflected view is just magnificent. Yeah. This is just a beautiful place. Uh, uh, White Stallion is our brand-new sponsor. We're happy to have them. And we'll be doing our Movie Saturday programs out here for as long as White Stallion wishes to uh, sponsor our program. And uh, let's see. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd is driving by the uh, the Pacific Ocean, no doubt, and that's the uh, surf there that uh, that we're getting. <laughs> All right, let's see. Yes, we are back. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what the devil happened there, but something happened, uh, and so that's why we went to the. It break. was that blind squirrel. Dodge. It must have been. I, you know. I think it's our batteries that are going to hell in a handbasket here. But anyway, let's get back to these movies. That's that's what this program is all about. All about. So, uh, you have a list there. Yeah, well, let me, like I say, I stopped on the way out here just doing the last-minute research and stuff. And beautiful drive, by the way. And I come across this movie, uh, Legend of Five Mile Cave, filmed in 2019, about a 90-minute movie. And the locations are Old Tucson, Sonoran Desert, which that's kind of a clue when you're looking up stuff about uh, 
the Tucson area and you see the Sonoran Desert, that's generally the Aver Valley, uh, the Tucson Mountain region, which puts us right here where we are because the ranch itself, which is 20-some-odd uh, hundred acres, uh, butts right up to the uh, Saguaro National Monument West, yeah, yeah. which also is where when the people go on their trail rides here, they get a chance to really see pristine, unspoiled desert country. I had an opportunity to do do just that uh, one uh, year. Uh, radio station I worked at, we did a um, uh, our Christmas dinner out here, and uh, it's just beautiful. We went on the trail ride, and it mm-hmm. was absolutely fun. Well, I'm just going to throw out a couple more of the local on this just to show you uh, how varied and how far uh, spread movie companies get. Uh, They've also shot in the Superstition Mountains up around Apache Junction, Ironwood Forest National Monument, which is out this way. Oh, Bunker, your batteries are dying here, so I'm going to have to turn you off for a moment and do that. And uh, I'll I'll keep talking as I do this because, um, oh, and I got the wrong size battery. Uh, Well, we'll try this battery here and see if this one works. (laughs) Hey, this is is like live radio, seat of the pants broadcasting. And, uh, you know, this is... uh, this is this is what happens. Fire that mother back up there, and we'll see what happens there. Back up. There, there was, oh, I'm up and down like a blast. No, down. you're you're not on. You just on? no, it just turned off. Oh. It just. It's important than this. It's on. It, uh, it is. Uh huh. Well. All right. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the fun part of live podcasting, folks. Um, you just never know what the devil is going to happen, and. Listen to us muttering. <laughs> and you, you many times hope that something will work, and in fact, it usually doesn't, um, which is always an issue. So here's how we're going to manage that particular issue. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do here. And just, just a few shakes of a moment here. Uh <laughs> Hey, Todd, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, and, you know, I'm just so happy that I'm not responsible for batteries. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, in general. Um, well, let me give, you, give you know, if it wasn't for my older brother, none of my Christmas toys would have worked. I hear you. Uh, because he always was able to assemble them, and then, you know, don't forget, we got to have batteries. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I know when uh, I've given a lot of toys. My kids were growing up trying to, you know, trying to make them work. When my, as it were. when my kids were growing up, I must have invested uh, oh, thousands of dollars, if not more, uh, into the Rayovac company and all the other battery companies out there, uh, because you just have to do that sort of thing when you have those kinds of things happening there. I just need an adapter. Todd, one of the uh, early films out here, uh, if and I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it, is uh, Arizona, and uh, that was uh, Gene Arthur and uh, William Holden. Most of it was filmed yeah. at Old Tucson. In fact, Old Tucson was built specifically for uh, for that um, that show, for that movie, I believe. Am I right? Right. 
Well, it's a it's a well made film. It still holds up. Um, it's uh, it just shows you the uh, not that we didn't we knew that uh, Holden had great diversity, but you know you see Gene Arthur as this tough, ready to rumble kind of gal. Um, than her character in Shane, um, who's a loving mother and wife and wants to turn her cheek to all violence and so on, as a pacifist almost. And in this character, she's rough, ready, and ready to roll, to rough and tumble. And uh, Holden, gives, Holden gives a great performance, uh, as he always does, and it's a well-made film. Um, and it, it, it talks about a lot of the early days on the frontier and how kind of, you know, um, might was right because that was really the only law, well, as it were. Go ahead. Keep going on that. It, it, keep expanding. I need to change out a, a microphone here for Bunker. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, it's, it's interesting that all these films have a very, you know, it's by no accident they were shot at White Stallion because they have all a very, very open um, scenic view in the cinematography. Winchester 73, I think, is the epitome of that. I'm a perfect example of it. Um, just law, just open, uh, point to a point where it's just, um, it's almost kind of endless. Um, even though I will say, um, I'm pretty sure that, um, the section with, um, uh, Shirley, Shirley Winters, Shelly Winters, and uh, her boyfriend, who she never marries, uh, in the wagon where the Indians are chasing them, led by Rock Hudson as the 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 head of the Indians. I'm almost positive that was filmed in the west end of the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, here in L.A. Probably. Um, well, and uh, if you look at those hills, they're the same hills that. You see Matt Dillon riding through. You see Gene Autry riding through. Um, Roy Rogers, Hopalong Cassidy, uh, especially in the Hopalong Cassidy TV series. Um, it's the same rolling hills. It's it's uh, Woodland Hills to Thousand Oaks. Yeah. Lots of oak trees, rolling hills, and so on. Yeah, that um, was the Indian attacks. Yeah. Huh? That was where the Indian attacks were happening when they were... Yeah, uh, um, Tony Curtis as a young buck private uh, with a thick Brooklyn accent. Um, <laughs> well, Look, they had to come from somewhere. A, real, a little pretty gun. Um, well, and it's a you know it's funny because it's a very true true statement. The U.S. Army was especially the Northern uh, Army of the Civil War and. The cavalry who fought the Indian Wars was made up of every different corner of the of almost the globe. Yeah, you had a lot of Irishmen, a lot of Germans, a lot of Eastern Europeans, Polish, um, and so on. Some Russians. You had plenty of English, a lot of Irish, and that's um, that's one and of the also a lot of people from all over the United States. That, that's why I can't stand it when I see a Western. And all the cowboys are talking, you know, they're all talking like they're on a uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. Yeah. Boy, how digger. Boys, mosey along. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, doing Gunsmoke, 
they used to they used to have a thing there when they'd get an actor on there and he was doing a character part. They'd tell him, "This is a pig farmer accent." Well, you know, Mr. Dillon, I'm going to go and shoot some bullet holes through you because cause you, you besmirched my, my, my pigs. Now, what's to say that a pig farmer sounds like that as opposed to, I say so. What, what 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 might you be trying to prove here? It, well, let me tell you, Binky. <laughs> I have some fine Oxford shires, but I want you to know that uh, when I'm out among the local natives, I speak the native tongue. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the, the, well, the, 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 let's not also forget that Dennis Weaver uh, was hit when he was uh, on the show. Heard that whole accent and. No, yeah. Ken Curtis wouldn't be cornered that accent as well. So that's why so many characters on Gunsmoke had English accents and, and Irish accents and there were some Scots and uh, you know the place did that well. Yeah, you know the they place did that to, really well. Place to go for accents in Western movies is John Ford. Yes, yes, he, he's got all the Germans and Irish. Yes. And, well, and especially the Irish. Um, and you know, mentioning that, uh, uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention. I think one of the greatest portrayals or illustrations of that by Ford was Carl Carl Malden's uh, yes. uh, Hessian Colonel mm-hmm. in Cheyenne Autumn. Yes, the, the alcoholic. Um, he should have been nominated for an Oscar in that part. He was so, so powerful. Probably one of the more famous movies, iconic movies, that was filmed at uh, the White Stallion Ranch on, uh, on the property here. A uh, guy named Jimmy Stewart starred in in uh, 1950, Winchester 73. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you mentioned Shelley Winter's boyfriend. I'm trying to remember, but I think it was Charles Drake. I could be wrong, but it seems like... Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, that's, I'm um, not sure, you know. You know, a very good-looking uh, all-American football player type. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Um, not as smart as all the other guys, not as brave as all the other guys, um, but there was a sweetness to him, yeah. in a way. And he was just, he was just dumb enough. Um, to or I say, <laughs> just smart enough and just brave enough to get himself killed, yeah, and in trouble. You know, and the interesting thing about Charles Drake too is if you look at his career, he did a ton of Audie Murphys. He was always really, I guess they, they clicked because yeah. he did a lot of really good supporting parts to Murphy. There's another movie that oh. I'd love to talk about here, and uh, I, I, I saw it. Oh, there goes a dog. Uh, I, I saw it uh, on uh, my internet television service, and I'm watching this movie. It's an old B movie, and I'm watching this, and I'm thinking. Man, that scenery looks so doggone familiar. It comes from uh, 1948, Gene Autry, and it's the last roundup. And I, I swear, I swear, there's one scene in there where they they were riding the trail that we rode when uh, we I was here uh, for our radio station Christmas party. 
So it was the same trail, Eric. Yeah, I bet. You know, because look, <laughs> it was again White Stallion Ranch, Sonoran Desert, Tucson Mountains, Ironwood Forest National Monument, Sarita Mountains, Old Tucson, and then out in California, Corriganville at the Ray Corrigan Ranch out in the Simi Valley, and you know. I mean, I, I find I find a great pleasure in watching the Autry movies. Yes, and you know, and the other thing too, this is Autry's first movie at Columbia after the war when he came yes. back yep. and away from. He had bigger budgets yep. and they just I think they were just a little bit better than some of the republics. We have to do our very first commercial break here, so uh, we're going to do that. And Todd, hang on the line. We'll be back with much more of Amal Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Do not go away. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallion.com or call 520-297-0252. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777 As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. There's an echo singing in the wild wind. Ooh, 
good thing to come back on there. Some Ray Whitley and uh, Echo in the wind. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Todd Roberts here on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. That's it's a Saturday. Our, our modus operandi, Echo in the wind. <laughs> Echo in the oh, wind. Oh, look, we got a little feathered visitor here. Hey. Hello, guy. They're slumming. Yeah. Slumming. <laughs> I don't know what they're slumming for. I don't have anything. There's probably good feeding out here. I'm sure there is. You know, wherever you got horses, you got oats. Wherever you got oats, you got droppings. Yes, sir. And they love to do. pick the droppings. Yep, sir. Oh, and, uh, and the fountains over here, that's what they're all oh, after as well. Over here, now he's come to see me. Hello, yeah. little guy. <laughs> Uh, yes, we are live at the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson, sitting out on the patio, enjoying the view, yeah. and right next to the bar, and right that's where we're going to be right after the show. <laughs> well, you know, I got another movie for us. You know, All right, because I happen to work on this one, and also Neil Summers, my old amigo, he worked on this one. It was called The Animals. And this is a confusing movie because it also ended up with about four different titles. It was called Five Savage Men, The Desperados, Apache Vengeance, and I'll, I won't even mess with the Italian title. Oh, okay, yeah, good. That was last week's show. But that was here at the White Stallion, again, Saguaro National Park, Old Tucson, Reddington Pass, or Reddington area, I should say, Cascabel, along the Santa Cruz River, the Sonoran Desert, Serena Mountains, and Tucson. So do you remember, uh, while we're out at the ranch, do you remember any of the areas that uh, were used in the film? The, the part that I worked on, uh, Neil and I worked on, was up around Reddington. Uh, okay. you know, we weren't out here on this part. But this is, this is an interesting film because it's kind of a precursor to Annie Calder. Mm -hmm. Michelle Carey, who is the female lead in it, uh, She's on a stagecoach, which is held up by Keenan Wynn and his band of always obnoxious, awful <laughs> outlaws. And, of course, they proceed to rape her. Uh, in fact, you know, after, after Keenan rapes her, one of the guys says, are you going to kill her? He says, no, boys, the rest is for you. And so that, that's what happened. But Henry Silva finds her because mm -hmm. they've killed everybody on the stage. They left her for dead. Mm -hmm. One of the remarkable things is Henry is playing an Apache, and he's the good guy, and it's you know it's 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 a more interesting film than it, it got its worth. Huh, interesting. Here's another one. Uh, this interesting also because Henry Silva also played an Indian in the Bravados. Yes, who ends up being a good guy. Yeah, there's a who doesn't kill uh, Gregory Peck when he has the chance. Yeah. And he's the only good guy in that bunch. The uh, Last Outpost is another one. The cavalry oh, yeah. uh, charge scene uh, was uh, filmed here on the uh, ranch property, 1951. Ronald Reagan in that one. And, you know, that was re-released in 1962 as cavalry charge because he had been elected president. And that, again, shows you how confusing watching some of these movies can be when you're trying to find a title. <laughs> They, the Lone Ranger in the Lost City of Gold, 1956. Uh, Clayton Moore, Jay Silverheels. Uh, I know John Conrado has been trying to get us to talk about that movie for a long time. This is for you, John. It's one of his favorites, I believe. Yeah, I've was, not seen it. Uh, so I I've seen it. It's good. I've seen it. It, it plays every once in a while. And it, it's a long one. It was the first uh, Lone Ranger movie uh, with Clayton Moore. He had just been doing the TVs up until then. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things about it, there's a pre-credit song. 
Okay. Hi-Yo Silver by Lex Baxter and uh, Lenny Adelson. All right. Hi-Yo, hi-Yo. <laughs> And you know it was, but it was it was I enjoyed it. You know it was, and it really showcased old Tucson well. Well, you know most, not most, but some of the movies that were uh, done out here uh, on this property, they were not necessarily all westerns. Oh no! You know no. we've got uh, whatever happened to Aunt Alice. I worked on that one. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Geraldine and Page that's and Ruth Gordon. You know. Yeah. One of the things we did on that, we had a, uh, a snut gal out there on the show, and there's a scene in there where uh, one of the victims is buried in the garden. In fact, the house that they used was the old old house up on the hill, up close to the pass. Ah. And but we actually buried her. <laughs> yeah, Geraldine Page, Ruth Gordon. That's from 1969. Yeah. And then uh, Five Savage Men, you talked about, 71, Henry Silva uh, Silva and Michelle Carey. Uh, pick your title there. Five. This one shows Five Savage Men. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that, you see, that, that was the retitle. It was shot as uh, The Animals, released as The Animals, and then sometime during that initial release, they retitled it. What is it about this place, Bunker, and Todd? And Todd, you've not been out here, but I, I know that you can imagine what it looks like. And, well, what is it about this place that is so conducive to uh, filming, not no, only westerns, but anything? Well, first of all, you've got the the great attraction for Southern Arizona to the pictures, which is always the weather. And one of the things, like I might point out, is it gets hot here in the summer. Damn hot. Well, and but here, it's cooler than Phoenix. And here we are in the winter, and we're sitting here in shirt sleeves uh, out on the porch. Yeah. It must, must be maybe touching 70. Hey, you know, when we were shooting High Chaparral, there was times uh, when it would be 120. And if we were shooting in the wash behind the Desert Museum, yeah. it would be with the heat radiating off the walls, because oh, this my. was like like a slot canyon. Yeah, yeah. It would be around 130 Ooh. with no shade. We'd Ooh. all be bushed up underneath the horses. Uh, Todd, anything to add to that? What well, makes this I, a I great location? There's, there's those points that Bunker mentions, but the area is very much like the, the people who are in, you know, that populate our Western uh, theory, our Western stories, our Western fantasy. The, you know, they're they're hard. Uh, they're unforgiving. They're um, very tough, and they are you know very resourceful. And uh, you better have all of those talents and skills um, and a core of toughness to survive it. And, and if you look at the animals that live there, or the people that inhabit it, the Apache, um, those are all true things to survive and do more than survive, thrive there. You know, and it, it, it's an unforgiving land, uh, but at the same time, it's very beautiful in its in its repose and its majesticness. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, backside of the Tucson Mountains, and I'm wondering how much trouble it would be to get a camera and crew and all the other associated goodies that you would do 
up into that mountain to uh, do your shot. You know, that's interesting because, one, it would be a lot easier than it was in the 50s or the 30s because you've got lighter equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also got, you know, uh, four-wheelers that can help you, you can use to get up into some of those areas. Another thing though, I wanted to point out, getting back to what you were saying, what is the attractions out here? You know, the air, the, the magnificent scenery, as Todd mentioned. But the other, one of the great attractions back in the early, early days from the 30s on was actually that Tucson was a cowboy uh, haven in the wintertime, especially. Mm-hmm. Because, For the rodeo. Well, well this, is, this was the scenario. In, in the fall, after the, after the roundups are over, the ranchers would lay people off. And that would be probably two-thirds or more of the crew. Mm-hmm. And just have a skeleton crew to do what need, they needed to get done in the winter. Mm-hmm. Well, up in Montana, these guys used to head to the local town, and they'd bush up in a hotel and drink all winter. <laughs> but down in this, but what a lot of those guys did, they found out about this area. They would come in winter down here. And what they had offering them was they had the rodeo, over 100 dude ranches you had uh the racetrack so they they could actually you know make a few bucks through the winter mm-hmm. and uh, and you don't have and be in a good thing and if they worked on a movie oh man they'd go out there you, cowboys love working on movies because they have more fun than you know than a sack, <laughs> a sack full, full of squirrels, squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> and uh speaking of sackfuls of sacks fulls of squirrels we have to do another break. Not that we're advertising squirrels, but um, we're kind of squirrels. A sack full of commercials. sack full of commercials. Uh, this is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to Francis Todd Roberts. We are live at the White Horse Stallion Ranch. We'll be back with much more right after these important messages. property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best kept economic secrets in town. This 900 member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. 
Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Coming to you from the great southwestern United States. Did you ever see the wind blow a rooster in a jug? Ain't nothing that'll make your innards more squeamy than the first class pure oldie twisty wheel. This is the Voices of the West. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, nothing like a good old twisty wind. <laughs> That's as... Uh, you ever try to get a rooster out of a joke? I have not. That's, uh, of course, his Festus from Gunsmoke. And uh, this is Harry Alexander along with uh, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. We are live at the Whitehorse Stallion Ranch here in uh, just north of Tucson. And uh, we're doing our, our show here. Well, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about Backlash. This is an interesting film. Fifty-six, directed by John Sturgis, Richard Widmark, William Campbell, Donna Reed, and one of the interesting things about this John McIntyre. John McIntyre, exactly. Barton McLean, Bob Wilkie, Reg Barton, Robert Falk, Roy Roberts, Glenn Strange was a great stage driver in that. But one of the interesting things is they build us. It just shows you how. Uh, an investment in Western sometimes plays off multiple. They built an, uh, an Adobe Ruin set over on the Lazy K Bar, which is just across Rattlesnake Pass between the two of them. Uh-huh. And so a lot of these things were actually were filmed at Lazy K Bar, Rattlesnake Pass, White Stallion Ranch. Uh-huh. And in Backlash, they built this set, this same set, was used again in Guns of Fort Petticoat, <laughs> and it was used on the Lone Ranger in Lost City of Gold. And probably some other stuff. Does it still exist? Yeah. Or has it been torn down? Oh, it's long gone long by now, gone, I'm yeah. sure. But, you know, it's it just goes. And, you know, the interesting thing about Black's, uh, Black Lash is here again, it's a cornucopia of locations around here Circle Z Ranch, Rattlesnake Pass, which I mentioned, the Tucson. Over, they shot over in Safford. Uh, or, or, or actually, it was over by Safford or Sombrero Peak. I, that, that's the, you can't see it on the show, but that's the one right over here. 
Yeah. Just down the road a piece. It's, just, it's, up, it's up on the top <laughs> of the hill there. And that was that big one in Old Tucson, of course. And Old Tucson was uh, was played as Silver City, Tucson, and Sierra Blanca. Multiple. A television series uh, filmed here, a miniseries, uh, How the West Was Won, 1977. Uh, Jim Arness was in that one. That's a good series. And I'm wondering, was that uh, about the same time that they were doing stuff out at uh, Old Tucson uh, with the uh, Gunsmokes? Because w- when were you, what gu- uh, the Gunsmoke Gunsmoke episode you were in, uh, Matt's Love, well, the highest rated uh, Gunsmoke ever? That was... Ooh, that's a good question because it was they they were Gunsmoke was coming over here around the same time Chaparral was, uh-huh. so that would put them in somewhere in the late seventies, uh, seventy-eight, okay. uh, somewhere okay. in there. All right, but uh, yeah, and the, the neat thing is how the West was won initially. It was of course the big movie, and then it was a, a pilot called the Macahans, uh, which was sold then into uh, the series. And the first year of the series, the two two boys, which one of them was Bruce Boxlight, I can't remember the other one, they had different names. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one uh, from 19, 1977, Perdita Durango, Rosie Perez. Oh! European film. Is that the one we were talking about That's at breakfast? That's the one I was talking uh-huh. about, yeah. This is, this is a most bizarre odd, weird, strange, goofy movie. It's not even a Western, is it? No, it, well, it takes place in the in, West. In the West. Uh, it's, it has to do with drugs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also the film that uh, Anthony Bardem, it was his, it was, he was big in Spain, mm-hmm. and this was an Italian production, actually, mm-hmm. shot here on location in America. Mm-hmm. And Rosie Perez was the female lead, and they had several other American actors in there because the director had a great cult following, and they wanted to do kind of a crossover. Unfortunately, he lost a lot of his Mexican uh, fans because they thought he sold out. Hmm. That's interesting that they would come from Italy and or Spain to shoot here. No, As opposed really. to use well, no, I think it is. Well, uh, you know, uh, Leone with Once Upon a Time in the West up there, up in uh, Monument Valley. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. Another one was. I guess uh, it's not that odd. <laughs> oh no, yeah. And another one was uh, another man, well, another woman. It's a, it's a little odd, but it's it's not strange. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, Lucky Luke came over. Another here. film I'd love to mention is The Gal Who Took the West. Yes. With Ivanda Carlo. Ah, uh, yeah. Directed by the great Freddy DeCorva. Yep. DeCorva. Yeah. And of course, it's got um, John Russell. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got John Russell and Charles Coburn, Scott Brady, uh, and uh, it's just a, it's a well-made Western. It's, you know, Russell Simpson's in it, of course, um, who John Ford loved. And uh, it was in so many different Ford films. And it's uh, 1890s Arizona, and it's a, it's a well-made film. And, of course, you get to look at Ivan DiCarlo. There, that's the plus right there. And it has one of the great movie fights in it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. yeah no uh, which, which was Jock Mahoney, uh, Guy Teague, and Henry Wills. <laughs> Did we talk about Apache Ambush? No, we Bill didn't. Williams, 1955. No, let's uh, let's do that one. Kermit Maynard was one of the stuntmen on that. Is he? Yes, uncredited. uncredited. As so many are. Yep. And let's see. Yeah. 
that was, you know, that was a, if I remember right, it was, yeah, it was a cattle drive from, from uh, after the Civil War. Uh-huh. Bill Williams and Richard Jekyll, who was Confederate, they're teamed up to bring this herd of cattle up to Kansas. Oh, okay. And, of course, they, they run into renegade whites and renegade Indians. Mm-hmm. The Miniskirt Mob, 1968, Jeremy Slate, Diane McBain. I worked on that one. You did? Yes, I did. <laughs> that was... that was. My you know. God. <laughs> Bunker. <laughs> you know, is there, you know do, you, do you ever let these people alone, or you just stalk them until they finally give you a job? Hey, you know, the, the back in the old days, back when I was a young pup, working mo- movies was like rodeoing. You you went down the road, and hopefully you hopefully when you got there, there was there was chicken in the pot and not feathers. Now, what did you uh, portray in in this particular movie? Well, actually, you did I was, stunts, uh, or no, were you off camera? It, Neil and myself and a bunch of other guys, we were cowboys, and somehow or another. Uh, ambled on to this group of girl b- motorcycle bikers because this is a biker. This is a biker picture, you know. It, 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 oh, you know, it, Tucson. Tucson. That's another odd thing. Tucson has had several biker pictures over here. Over uh, here. It's been a haven. Had been. I don't know if it still is, but had been at quite the haven for uh, various motorcycle oh, yeah. clubs. Well, we the will call them. Odin. We, we will. We will call them motorcycle clubs. Yes, out of respect. Clubs. They were. They were nice. Well, and I don't. Think you can? Uh, uh, I don't think you you can uh, miss the uh, the meaning of the uh, tagline of the film. Come and get it if you're man enough. <laughs> so you know, listen. Yes. Um, I've I've heard this rarely in my life, and um, usually it's it's around a pot of chili. <laughs> uh, they're hogs straddling female animals on the prowl. Wolf. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I think that uh, there's, uh, I can only imagine kind of movie. Uh, what the rap party was like. Bunker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry Jackson. Oh. Is that her name? Sherry yeah. Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, awful cute. She Absolutely. Would, I'll tell you what, she... She would put Playboy models to shame when it come to comes to the Pultitude. You, you, you she should, was awesome. You, you should see him right now, Todd. He is just in reminiscing land. Oh, I, can, I can see Sarah Jackson in this very moment. Yeah, uh, I know you awesome, can. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, one we I don't think we can forget also Diane McBain. No, yeah. she, you know, Ooh. a good Warner Brothers uh, leading lady mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Hey, coming up in '69. Looks then. a lot like uh, looks a lot like Carol Lombard. Uh, yeah. No, Carol Baker in a way. Yes. Yeah. Coming and up, of in, course, in, was uh, worked a lot. In that girl, she worked a lot. In 1969, Robert Mitchum, Angie Dickinson, Robert Walker Jr., Young Billy Young. Guess what? You worked on that one too. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I doubled Bobby Walker in that and got killed in that, and that was a fun picture to work on. That was. <laughs> Did you, did you have something on these people? Yes, like pictures or something. I, I you know, you know, um, to get this much work, I, you know, you're either 
You either have dirt on somebody or you're <laughs> the nephew. I have been so, trying. I have been trying to get him to update uh, his IMDb page. <clears throat> and list all of these things down, but so far he hasn't given me anything. I've I've volunteered. Actually, actually to, I've got one down. You, oh, uh, <laughs> but I, have, I haven't gotten around to getting any further or bringing it to you. Yeah, I, I've offered well, to update film, his page. This you know? film is real. Uh, it, it, it's made well because it was written well. Burt Kennedy and Burt Kennedy directed it. Yes. Um, and of course, you know, it is uh, a Will Henry novel. Uh, heck, not heck. Allen wrote. Was the his writer's name was yeah. uh, Will Henry, mm-hmm. who wrote great um, novels like Oh the Appaloosa, with which was made with Marlon Brando, and yeah. uh, Who Rides with Wyatt, and uh, uh, which is a wider vendetta uh, uh, story, and so many others. He writes these, uh, he used to write historical novels. Um, yeah, and uh, of course Robert Walker Jr., who just died last year. Yes, yes, he did. He's a nice guy. Just he had his family over here, uh, and Ellie, and they was really nice people. I got, I kind of hung out with him a little bit because I was doubling him. Yeah, yeah. happens that way sometimes. <clears throat> All right, we got. Well, you do- have a real cast here, by the way. You've, you've got Robert Mitchum, as you said, Angie Dickinson, Robert Walker Jr., David Carradine, Jack Kelly, John Anderson, Paul yeah. Fick, Willis Boucher. I mean, Robert Anderson. You great. have some real great cast. Uh, yeah, quality actors. He Big had time. Jerry Gatlin, and then you got a great director writer in Burt Kennedy. Yeah. yeah, I just want to mention again Jerry Gatlin, who was the stunt coordinator, who he uh, later in life was doing an awful lot of the Wayne, coordinating the Wayne mm-hmm. movies, and very talented. And he would always get himself a part in them, <laughs> and in the Waynes, he'd get two and three parts. <laughs> Way to go! This is Emil Franzi's Voices well, of the West. Uh, hang on, Todd. One thing. H- hang on, Todd. We got to do a final commercial break here, um, so we'll, we'll do that and then come back with your comment and much more here from uh, live from the White Stallion uh, Ranch here in Tucson. We'll be right back. <laughs> cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallion.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. Hymas Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Hymas Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Old Western Radio Theater every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time only on the Voices of the West. B.O.W. Radio. Of course, that is the theme to uh, the Rifleman. Uh, That's a good theme. Yeah, it is. Uh, those sound effects of him shooting recorded here at the you White know, Stallion that, Ranch. That was the, when I was a kid. I used to, I, you know, we'd play cowboys and Indians, even though we, it was pretty far-fetched. Uh, but we we always had our own sound for the bullets. Like, it was, ka Yeah. Yeah, because we you was watching the old republics, they always had a rico- ricochet oh, yeah. sound for the Achoo. bullet shows. Achoo. Achoo. <laughs> it's a, we we, we call the, uh, the 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 Alabama hills the pachoos. <laughs> That's they always get them there. <laughs> All right, we're talking about films so, here at the uh, White Stallion Ranch. In the last film, Young Billy Young. Yes, it also has something else that's groundbreaking. The <clears throat> the title song of the film. Yes. Was sung by Robert Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So um, you definitely need to have a bottle of bourbon when you watch it or <laughs> yeah. listen to that, that part. So just to, because just to he say, did at least I'm, three. Not, I'm not trying to be mean. No, no. I'm just trying to be fair. Because Bob Mitchum would always have a bottle of bourbon with him too. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just because he did at least three films where he did the title songs. Yeah, yeah. You know. He's not that bad of a singer either. Uh, <clears throat> Well, there I go hey, again, you know, riding down the trail again. I, I, I make no claims to uh, to that particular talent. <laughs> yeah, I do not. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got uh, a few minutes left here. There's uh, some branded. 
Go for it. This is a good one because this is this is one of the, this is a really uh, one of Alan Ladd's better better westerns, and it's kind of fallen off the marquee, and it's it's just great. And what's really neat about this is this really is a showcase for Arizona because it got all over the state. It was Char- uh, Ladd, Charles Bickford, which, uh, Richard, excuse me, uh, Mona Freeman, Robert Keith, who was really vile in this. But let me just hit the location on this. This will, this will blow your mind. Okay. Ava Ranch, which was the Bar OM Ranch in the movie, uh, at the mouth of Cave Creek Canyon, east side of the Cherokee Mountains near Portal. The Douglas Ranger District, Coronado National Forest. Slaughter Ranch, uh, east of Douglas, where the cattle scenes were shot. San Simeon on the Arizona-New Mexico border. Salt River Canyon, substituting for the Rio Grande. The La Osa Ranch, and I wanted, that's one of the reasons I wanted to mention that, because that's a sister ranch to the White Stallion mm-hmm. down at the border around Sasabe. And it's the, one of the oldest ranches and most historical ranches in the state. Riddle me this. Why are there so many different locations for some of these movies? Does the story take it there, or could you shoot a movie in the same location and still tell a good story? You... It's tricky, in a way. You can, if you're doing something like High Noon, where it's a town, and you're not really... You know, you just go out for the one brief scene out there when they're riding in the buggy, which could be the Simi Valley or or Santa Clarita or anywhere. Uh, But one of the things is just like... When you watch this this particular movie, the scenes in uh, Salt River Canyon... They are amazing. Mm-hmm. One because you, you you don't see this stuff on the screen, yeah. and the other, uh, like down there around uh, uh, the Ava Ranch, and I don't I don't understand why that didn't become a hot spot for filming because it is it's like here it's almost a of mm-hmm. course that's maybe this was easier to get to yeah but yeah. it was almost like a mirror of this and some great actually old ranches you could use. One of the uh, newer movies... You can't forget, by the way, Mona Freeman. No, no. Is, you know, Wolf. Uh, Howard Hughes signed her when she was still in high school. She was a professional model. Um, But uh, she was going to high school simultaneously. And he saw her in in some stills, signed her... um, and then eventually sold her to Paramount, and she had a, a little career there. And, you know, she was as cute as a button, but still um, obviously could be, uh, shall we say, play much older females. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, movies that uh, was shot here in 2014, Hot Bath and a Stiff Drink and a Close Shave. That's a good movie. Yeah, it was. A lot of it over at Old Tucson, uh, some up in Sabino Canyon, some over here, a variety of places. We had the uh, director on uh, when, yeah. Fran- when Franzi was still alive and with us. Uh, we we did a show on that. Uh, and Matthew that, that the director. Yeah. yeah. That was... Uh, it, it it was well received, you know? It, yeah, it was, and you know, it was, it was a throwback because it was really a good family western that would still entertain you. It had action, but it wasn't gratuitous, but it was uh, constant and at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then he, like the, the uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, uh, he was the, the guy, he played the lead. He actually played 
twin brothers, and you know, so often you know the twin brothers look like the same guy. Sure, and he didn't look like the same guy. He did a fantastic <laughs> job. Yeah. He really did. Well, that uh, pretty much wraps. Well, you it. got. Uh, you also have uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter Allison Eastwood. Yep. Yes, yes. And uh, you know she's she's not just a good actress uh, in films like uh, um, <clears throat> the uh, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil and a few others, but also you know she's uh, she's also a good producer, good film producer. Well, she she and, learned from uh, one of the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's. She's awful pretty. Yeah. You know, this is a one pretty gal. Smart. It's got a, a very good noggin on her and a few other things. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she's got many talents. Yeah, uh, she, she could do And those. I mean that in only the most respectful way, just in case. Yes, of course. Big Fella is listening. Yeah. This yeah, he is. He's an avid listener to the show. <laughs> that about wraps up this edition here. we got about a minute left uh, here at uh, live, our first live broadcast from the uh, White Stallion Ranch uh, just north of Tucson. We'll be out here the last Saturday of every month to do our movie Saturday program. And uh, now that we got the bugs worked out, uh, I'm sure it will go, whoa, so much better <laughs> when that happens. Well, I just, I, I just want to say that it is not lost on me that somehow um, you two are there at the Watch Stallion Ranch, and I'm here in uh, West Hollywood, Yep, um, you know, trying to eat a, a bologna sandwich. So, you know, <laughs> you guys just enjoy yourselves. Don't think of me much often at all okay. in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that the the uh, drinks will be fully gratis oh, from yes. the ranch. And oh, yes. I would imagine so. And, uh, of course, they're going to have excellent frijoles. Yes. So, you know, I, I've lost out on so many fronts that... Uh, I, I don't even have a tent anymore. Well, I have a sheet. You just need that's to strung just, between two trees. You just need to pack up that little station wagon of yours and hop on uh, out here, or rent yourself something bigger and come on out. And we promise we'll bring you out here and yeah, and give you the, give you a, 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 a ten cent tour. There you go. That's it for this edition. Well, I know that you gentlemen will take me out to the Great White Stallion Ranch. Yes, sir. The question is, this is the this is the true true test of friendship. Amongst um, no. uh, uh, comfort no, of, of the desert is whether or not either of you or both of you will be brave enough or willing enough to take me to a goodwill used bookstore in Tucson. Oh yeah, because you both want it all for yourselves. Well, no, Bunker, so Bunker just, knows all those places. Let's be honest about you, that. You have to you have to come on a Friday because that's when they have the, the county book sale, the, uh, the county library book sales. Uh, hey, we're, we're out of time, guys. Okay. we, we, we got to run. Uh, Todd, thank you so much for joining us thank this you, afternoon. Todd. Appreciate thank Always you, good fella. to have you. Bye-bye. Have you with us. Bye-bye. Always good to have you with us here uh, on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. And Bunker, thank you so much uh, for everything that you do as well. I don't do nothing. Ah, well, I you, just sit here and yabber. Yeah, well. That, you know, I just, I, and I think about roosters in a jug. There you go. There's nothing better than that. Nothing better. Till next time. That's a sedition. Adios. And so on. Thanks. 
for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 